All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Azmi Hangas. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is Friday, May 21st. We're going to be discussing quite a few things. A lot of crypto talk. Uh, feels like this is becoming a crypto podcast, but it's not. And as always, it's not financial advice in any way, shape, or form. I'm here with my co-host, Dorian. What's up, everybody? And uh, yeah, he's back, unfortunately. We're going to be talking a lot about you know, crypto in general. But do you want to say your stories, Dorian? Say my stories? Well, yeah, uh, just a crypto crash, um, you know, how it affects NFT sales. Just a little bit about NFT sales, just about the speculation of crypto. Um, I definitely want to talk about photoacoustic imaging, um, new emerging technology in healthcare, um, as well as the global chip shortage. All right. So you want to start off with that great crypto crash? Yeah, let's talk about it. So... <laughs> You know, if you've been listening to this podcast and if you have investments in cryptocurrency, um, it's been crazy right now. Even today and Friday, uh, the market was down. Um, and so what's also affected is NFTs. If you recall, the NFT market went through a huge fluctuation. It went crazy, um, especially with Beeple's sale of the Christie's JPG file, uh, which sold for $69.3 million. Um, I think it was off of, uh, I think it was Ethereum or uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> I forget. Uh, but anyways, anyways uh, the clamor, clamor of NFTs across art, entertainment, and consumer retail industries has ushered in a new era of potential fraud and misuse, including unauthorized creation of NFTs of artists' work. Online galleries such as Nifty Gateway, Super Rare, Maker's Place Foundation, Known Origin, and Async Art are uh, proliferating and selling NFTs for Ethereum, a frenzy that won't make a dent on the coffers of players with the deepest pockets, but leaves many artists wondering if they can benefit from the burgeoning trend. Besides speculation, the market is rife with creative, often cynical or comical attempts to seize any chunk of the bloating share. And, you know, if you True. have taken a deep dive into looking at <laughs> what's been selling online, uh, I think I've seen, you know, I think commissions is one of the most popular ones, right? Where people commission artwork. Hey, I'll make artwork from anything, any picture. And mm. the artists are terrible. But are they? I've seen some really terrible artistry out there where it's just kind of uh -huh. like just just sketching something poorly. Uh, you know, I took drawing classes uh, back in the day. Oh, and so, you only took one drawing class. You're not Picasso. <laughs> You know, I took a handful of drawing classes. You know, uh -huh. it's, I'm definitely not Picasso. I'm definitely not, you know, like someone who can do, yeah. you know, high end. I can't paint Isaac, for example. You know, I can't. I can't paint either. It's I'm like, not a multimedia uh, artist either. Yeah, it's a. You know, uh, I'm on Foundation app, and all I see is really good stuff. Like I have, I've actually, to be honest, <laughs> the worst NFTs I've ever seen. <laughs> Are Gary V's? It's like he has like a drawing, and it's like, what is he selling? I think it's just—I'm just kidding, Gary. But <laughs> they were just like little kid drawings, you know. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, is that? What That's did? exactly what I'm talking about. But it's not just him. A yeah. lot of people are opportunists. You know, mm -hmm. it, if you're gonna shoot your shot, most people are gonna shoot their shot. Oh yeah. You know, don't be scared about putting your questionable artwork out there. Just give yeah. it a try. And if you're serious about it. Like someone like Beeple, you're going to yeah. work on it every single day. Yeah. I mean, Beeple's extremely talented and very hardworking, but I think he's a rare case, right? Like what, how many artists are going to be able to say, like, I made $70 million off 
X, Y, and Z painting, and they're no name. People has a name. He's already worked with huge companies, right? I think he's worked with like Nike and Apple, and he's been like an architect, I think, at some points too. I might be getting that one wrong, but. But I yeah. guess the problem is, you know, with this volatile market, right? Let's say mm -hmm. if you sold something for a lot of of money for, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of Ethereum, right? With the whole market going down. Yeah. All that money you made is now, you kind know, of maybe it's gone. Maybe yeah. it's worthless. Maybe it's definitely worth less. Um, so, you know, it brings into question about to, you know, how much should I be, and be investing into this NFT market and mm -hmm. things like that. So, you know, if you're a speculator, mm -hmm. if you're not really in it um, to stay into this realm, um, then, you know, maybe it's time to step out and, you know, do something different. But yeah. a lot of people are definitely in it for the long haul. Yeah. I think the crazy stories come from people that aren't in it for the long haul, right? They're just, I'm in and out, next trend, I'm in and out, next trend. And you just get like these crazy stories of people, you know, refinancing their home or taking out a loan which they're not understanding how you know technology works there's going to be some sort of regulation it's funny because i haven't heard the word nft all week and we live in silicon valley so you're yeah. you're bound to hear the word nft like 25 times in one day most of them coming probably from like techies which isn't bad but it just yeah there's a there's a very early stage with NFTs and I think this crash just showed how volatile the market is. Should we talk about the source of the crash? Cause that was going to be my story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But before we jump onto that, yeah. um, you know, I'm just reading from a Forbes article yeah, and they say that many cryptocurrency experts were hesitant to speak specifically about how the crash will impact the use of Ethereum for NFT art sales. And so while it has definitely with the market, um, NFTs are, pretty much directly tied to it. So there's a lot of fear mm -hmm. about staying in it. But um, just like with the cryptocurrencies, uh, people are definitely in it. Uh, was it the hodlers? Hodlers? Yeah, I don't know what that. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I, I actually didn't look it up, but I mean, we can always look it up. Yeah, but, go uh, ahead and look it up. Uh, okay, so while you look that up, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about the source of the crash. All right, so I thought it was, you know, Elon tweeting again. Because I, I think I woke up to the news that said, so what does the word huddler mean? You know, I, I just confirmed what I thought it was. I think it was people oftentimes on the internet just yeah. misspell things oh. for the lols, uh -huh. right? And so it's instead of hold, they just switch the D and the L. And so it's hodling is just slang for holding onto a cryptocurrency rather than selling it for an attempted profit. Dude, I thought it was going to be deeper than that. It's not. Nope. Okay. Welcome to the internet. Welcome to the meme. So, okay. So the source of the crash was actually China. So China has now banned any form of exchange using cryptocurrencies, which is, which makes sense, right? And they're also the second biggest economy in the world. So it makes sense that it dropped so drastically. You know, it was like 10%, uh, according to one article, I think it was about 50 billion or 2.5 immediately after the announcement. Um, and there were three big banks, the National Internet Finance Association of China, the China Banking Association and the Payment and Clearing Association of China. Uh, so they're no longer going to be accepting cryptocurrencies, which is really crazy because 
according to the article as well, uh, quote, uh, cryptocurrency soared nearly 500% over the past year as companies like Square, MicroStrat, MicroStrategy, and Tesla in particular started making big crypto investments, but in testament to the market's extreme volatility, prices have plunged by about 30% since Elon Musk said that uh, that Tesla would stop investing in Bitcoin last month. So that that was the original source, right? It absolutely makes a lot of sense that it was China uh, that made it. It's not like, um, you know, it was like the second biggest economy in the world. It has that much influence. It makes sense to me. Uh, I'm very sad because people definitely lost a lot of money, but hopefully it was no one that, you know, took out a loan to... Uh, to invest into Bitcoin. What, but what, what do you think? Like, do you think they're going to start making their own crypto? Because I think they already made their own crypto, right? You know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure about their own crypto. Um, I'm reading right now. They have, you know, issued similar bans in 2013 and 2017. Yeah. Um, and the latest one expanded the range of prohibited services. And so, you know, the differences between, you know, the Chinese economy versus the U.S. economy is, you know, there's more of a command kind of nature to it. And so, you know, w whether or not um, these specific uh, cryptocurrencies, you know, rule the world uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, transactions online, um, China's going to have a big say in it, just like you were saying, it's a uh, second biggest economy. Um, it, it might replace us as the first uh, largest economy. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely has its big influence. And, you know, I just personally wonder if it has anything to do with a lot of the uh, U.S. companies and cor uh, corporations. Mm. Um, I know that we, we talked before about how, you know, Tesla was the number one car company in China. And then there was a viral video that went out um, basically um, talking about how uh, there's some negative things about the Tesla cars and that really affected Tesla. And so after that, um, Elon Musk made some claims about Bitcoin and <laughs> talked about how he wasn't going to use Bitcoin. Then the market went down. So not only is it with with uh, China's ban, uh, but I think it's also tied to what Elon said about uh, cryptocurrency as well. So not just that, but also this ban. Um, and people, of course, are trying to on top of that, they're trying to make money off of cryptocurrency. So mm -hmm. these are just people who just want to make money. So it's I, I think it's a layered effect of not just that ban, but a lot of other groups and their interests and what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and that has tremendously affected the market. Yeah, it's it's the Wild West. It's been a we're just getting slaughtered out there, man, like two <laughs> two weeks in a row like it or just, you know, just hold again, our financial advice in any way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane. A lot of people they see the opportunity they see the technology some people have more than others some people some governments and what and people have way more influence than we thought right so yeah just just sending it on there and i don't know like i feel like they're gonna make some sort of you know quote-unquote cryptocurrency that is way more trackable that's gonna try to you know kind of do you think it, they would make something that would try to replace bitcoin because i feel like they would try to compete in some way. Right? I'm not sure why. I'm just reading right now that, uh, you know, mining is a big business in China. And, oh, yeah. and it accounts for as much as 70% of the world's crypto supply. So, yeah. you know, with holding that much, you know, it seems like there's a definitely an advantage to mm. using that in some way. 
Um, but obviously, there's a lot of scams out there. There's a lot of altcoins out there. Um, you know, big connect anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, um, just the same way that the U.S. will try to regulate, you know, when uh, people like Elon make a tweet and they have a certain effect on the market and people sell it and people's, you know, people's financial realities and futures are hurt. You know, the government's going to want to step in. So. You know, it's it's tough to say really what the underlying reasons are. Um, all we can talk about is, you know, what what you see out there, what's what's going on, why people purchase Bitcoin, what, yeah. who's holding on to it. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, here in the United States, it's uh, I think we're we're getting a better understanding and all across the globe. People are really interested in it. So I don't see any way that they can really shut it down anymore. It's it's here. It's here to stay. Crypto is the future. And we just have these bumps in the road. We're like, what, year, maybe year three of this being mainstream, hearing Bitcoin every day, hearing other buzzwords and, and all that. Did you want to move on to the to the next story? Yeah, we can move on to the next story. Um, a lot of dead air here. Dead air here, guys, as... Dorian types. I don't pay you to not type. My story? Oh yeah, <laughs> all the big money. All oh. the I don't pay you in Safe Moon, <laughs> <laughs> so that you just sit there. All right. <laughs> all right. So next story, I guess that's my story. We'll talk about photoacoustic imaging um, and scanners. So I saw this tweet by Seeker at Seeker on Twitter. Um, and they talked about this. They actually showed a, like a, a GIF or, or a short video of, of uh, someone kind of like stepping up and down. It looked like an X-ray, but it's actually photoacoustic imaging. And so this uh, technology has been in development for quite some time. Um, but definitely check out the video um, at, at Seeker's Twitter handle. It's really cool. Um, just reading um, some information from a website, photoacoustic imaging is a technique for examining living materials through the use of laser light and ultrasonic w sound waves. And it has potential applications in medicine because of its ability to show everything from organs to blood vessels to tumors. And so right now, I know there's different types of machines to, to, to show you different types of, uh, you know, organs or, or bones or things like that. And so essentially, uh, it's called the photoacoustic topography through an ergodic relay and so <laughs> so pater i guess that's what it's called uh which is great name yeah uh, I, I forget i think it's i forget Pater? what language potter, potter? is father right I, oh, i'm not sure if it's okay, okay. german or um but basically to explain how potter pater works um Photoacoustic imaging works by sending a pulse of laser light into the tissue to be examined. When the light strikes molecules in the tissue, it causes them to vibrate, creating ultrasonic waves that travel through the tissue until they are picked up by a type of sensor called a transducer that is pressed against the tissue's surface. The signals detected by the transducers are processed by a computer to create an image of the internal structure of the tissue. So as far as I, I can, from what I, I can understand, um, essentially you just need to know what type of tissue you're looking at and you need to know what the frequency is. That way you can use a computer to extract the data and, and get the image and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. one iteration of the technology uses 512 sensors that all need to be pressed against the tissue at one time. So right now it's still in development. So they're making a lot of headway, especially in, uh, over 2020, there's been, been this big major revolution 
uh, with trying, you know, how you have a home gym. Um, there's been a lot of home gym stuff. I, I forget what that mirror is called where you oh. can use a mirror for workouts and things like that. You know, it's funny because I just got targeted with that ad. You did? Yeah, okay. It's They're like listening. The, I forgot. It's like a mirror, and then you slide it, and there's like all your gym equipment in there. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, I, I forget what Maybe. it actually does. I just remember seeing this big mirror where it has to do something about home gym. Yeah. Uh, but uh, essentially, so there's this major revolution to do the same the same thing with your health, and you know, there's some smaller clinics where um, you know, we I don't know if you know for myself, I'm kind of wary that you know hospitals is where you're likely to get sick. Um, and so ironic, uh, ironic, right. And during COVID, you know, there was a less likelihood of people to go see a doctor. Um, they, you know, everyone stayed at home during 2020 because those hospital beds, hospital beds were basically used for people who got COVID. And so here in the Bay area in California, uh, we actually had, we were scared about, you know, reaching capacity and reaching the limits of hospital beds. Um, because we don't have a hospital bed for every single person. So we actually used uh, out, outside facilities in order to st uh, stock it with beds. So in case people got sick, we could meet that capacity. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, we didn't have to um, res uh, resort to that. Um, but yeah, there's this revolution of creating cheaper, smaller um, machinery and technology where, where it connects to your tablet or it's really easy to do different types of scanning. And so I think this is really exciting um, because it really puts more power to um, smaller clinics um, and where it can you can utilize one single machine to do different types of scanning and images like that. So I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, but uh, so, you know, I'm genuinely skeptical of like, <laughs> Uh, there's like devices that claim that it can do more like 10 more than like three things like medical devices right there's clearly a high standard you know there's like all these entities that have to clear it you got like the FDA the CDC like I like all so I'm very hesitant after Theranos right we all we all remember good old Theranos and it, it just I, I'm very very skeptical because of them like anyone that says like oh we're gonna make healthcare different which is a very admirable goal and make it simpler it's just like very for me you know after after seeing theranos and what they were doing uh i'm optimistic that people are trying to do the best thing but with, it's like yeah I, th I think that healthcare is the next thing you know crypto uh money you know is like the first thing that is trying to be more accessible to people as people from all around the world get access to technology and the next thing is healthcare which totally makes sense. Uh, so there's more of a technology, right? It's not like I have not heard of a single company that can do this very well. How many competitors are there at the moment? You know, I'm not sure right now. It's still mm -hmm. in research. It's not like a product that's out there mm -hmm. from what I know. Mm -hmm. um, but what I know is that the global, uh, just reading from the article, the global mm -hmm. photoacoustic imaging market reached a valuation of $39.8 million in 2019 and is predicted to generate a revenue of $279.3 million by 2030. Um, so that's a 20% um, uh, CAGR. That's <laughs> a CAGR. <laughs> Are you even saying words anymore? Yeah, compound annual growth rate. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so over 10 years. So mm -hmm. that's a significant amount of money. So, you know, like to your point, yeah, money changes, you know, people. Yeah. And so maybe a noble pursuit can 
uh, be changed when money's involved. But mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless because you can, you know, it sounds like magic. You know, you just make a molecule vibrate and then you can tell what's going on. That sounds really crazy and really out yeah. there. That sounds like some sci-fi stuff, you know, just like the future. Hopefully these technologies are also cheaper and have a prettier design. Because anytime you go to like the doctor's office, it's like, uh, or the freaking like little square, <laughs> the doctor's office. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you just, you just see their computer and it feels like it's still running like Windows 2000. Yeah. So I hope, you know, when whatever company makes this and it makes it mainstream, they have a pretty design. It's easy to use and set up. And it's like, oh, you hook it into your iPad or whatever. Maybe not your iPhone yet. And it's easy to use. So yeah, it's a, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm going to stay optimistic for the first three years. I mean, uh, skeptical <laughs> the first three years and I'm be like, Oh, okay. This is, this is useful. But until someone proves the technology in a very great way, then I'm just going to say it's a noble, it's a noble pursuit. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm just looking forward to those developments because it does stuff like it can scan your lungs. It can do blood vessel scanning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the possibilities are great, but like you said, right, you know, hopefully it's, it, it is cheaper and it does offer people, uh, better services in, in the yeah. healthcare industry. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a changing world and I'm happy that people are getting access to these things in a much better, like a more affordable way. So, uh, talking about affordable, does, does anybody, do you know anybody with 10 K in Bitcoin? 10k in bitcoin yeah. no i do not actually do not. okay you're one of the lucky ones because uh, apparently the u.s treasury is calling for a uh, strict cryptocurrency rules uh the uh, it wants to, the irs wants people to report if they are transferring over 10k in cryptocurrencies uh the administration wants to put new requirements in place that would make it easier for the government to see how money is moving around including digital digital currencies Businesses would be required to report cryptocurrency transactions above 10K under the new reporting requirements. And this is because according to the report, the IRS collects 99% of taxes due on wages, but the number is estimated to be as low as 45 on non-labor income and dispensary that hugely benefits high earners with less visible income sources. So it, it, to me, it's interesting that the government is trying to regulate a technology that it was never supposed to be regulated in the first place right like satoshi nakamoto was very like he built it so it wouldn't be controlled by it but but what do you think like do you think it's even possible to like regulate this at this point or there's like too many people i i uh, i definitely think so you know i i'm of the belief that you know if the government wants to you know do something they essentially have the power to do to do it you know Mm -hmm. or they might make the new rule where they can do it Mm -hmm. like we didn't have income taxes uh you know we haven't had it for a very long time like over 100 years i forget when it was implemented mm-hmm. um there's also just different types of taxes you know we have sin taxes where you know alcohol has been taxed it's been prohibited it's been taxed um, yeah. there's all sorts of ways where um government finds a new way to uh get a new type of what they call revenue right yeah and sometimes we vote for it um sometimes it's uh, put into law in some other ways so and i understand you know because sometimes people see cryptocurrency as an investment a way to make money Mm -hmm. and so 
unfortunately, maybe people put their life savings or they take out a loan. <laughs> when, like, if you're just, don't. yeah, I don't, please don't. Um, if maybe you're, you're just working at a burger joint, a minimum wage, and you take out a loan to make money on crypto and, you know, then the market goes down. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put any money into crypto and let's, are you going to be okay if the market goes down 40%? Um, or no. 50% or anything like that? No. I mean, T typically uh, with the emerging technology emerging markets and things like that that's kind of what is could be potentially happen you, um, you know there's no guarantee for that um, even for gold right um, there's always risk there's always um, where are you gonna keep it you know how is it gonna work out and things like that where, where do people leave gold don't they just leave gold in the bank you can leave gold in the bank um, I think there's other ways to purchase gold um, yeah. digitally Oh really? Interesting. You know, there's you a big, that sounds like you're just buying Bitcoin. You don't even get to see the gold. I mean, so maybe people aren't really aware, but you know, the yeah. U.S. dollar isn't always in dollar bills or coins. It's digital. Oh also. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, the Fed doesn't just print you know dollar bills every day. They also do it digitally, right? That's oh. how they empower uh, banks in order to um, basically uh, you know invest money in different areas. Um, you know what's interesting? Like it's, it's only been like 10 years or maybe like 30 years where they kind of do this like digitally. Like back then they did have to print money yeah. and they did have to send like probably like 50 <laughs> bajillion trucks and give them the money to the banks and people would, it's so weird. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah. The, if the government wants to do something, they clearly have the resources to do it. But this was like not supposed to be regulated in that manner. And I don't feel like they really understand that. And people, I think people have gotten a taste of the cryptocurrency bug. I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of ideas re revolving around, you know, whether you should be able to, whether the government should be able to regulate cryptocurrency or what mm -hmm. the government can or cannot regulate. Yeah. Um, obviously if you are, you know, doing a cash exchange in person, mm -hmm. there's really no way to regulate that. However, if you're doing large sums like uh, like 10,000 or 100,000, obviously you have to get it from a bank and then oh, there's, yeah. there's different checkpoints where they can basically get you. Yeah. Um, so if you want to buy a car in cash and, you know, and you withdraw a certain amount for, for the most part, you won't, there won't be any questions. Um, but you know, there's always opportunities because, you know, people do try to avoid taxes, which is illegal, right? You yeah. know, uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Like, did he know, bro? Yeah. Usually, uh, I, I'm not just Wesley assuming. Snipes, please. Oh man. Yeah. He went to jail for that too. You know, um, there's, there's lots of people who tried to, you know, there's Blade, tax havens, Blade, right? Blade went to jail for Blade. Oh. Yeah. Really? That's all you went to jail for? Yeah, tax I evasion. I thought it was something else. Nope. Oh nope. my goodness. How long was he in there for? Like two years? Uh, I I don't really uh know, but you know, there's tax havens. You know, yeah. people have Swiss bank accounts, uh, put money into like the Cayman Islands, um, and you know, there's always news about uh, paying your fair share, right? We have crumbling yeah. infrastructure. There's all sorts of reasons. There's always going to be a reason, yeah. right? And so, um, interestingly, uh, that's. I don't see a reason why they wouldn't do that mm. personally. Um, you know, I don't know too much as to why they shouldn't. 
Um, mm-hmm. I understand there's the, the whole point, um, and you know, you're, you're going to hear people talk about it online. Uh, like Nassim Taleb, he was posting about how uh, Satoshi's white paper talking about how it's supposed to be peer to peer and not really mm-hmm. have to, should have any financial uh, 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 entities involved. And right now there are financial entities involved. Oh yeah. That's um, a very, that's a very good point. It's, it's just, yeah, I think I see it as a piece of art, you know, like it's an artist. He, he made something, which is really interesting because as a software developer, like it's never finished, right? Like you never really get to finish anything. You only build on top of it. Um, if you're like an artist, a musician, like you see it when it's done. Right. And I feel like he's, and you put it out to the world. People are the ones that like, it becomes for the world, right? Like your piece of work is no longer yours. Right. It belongs to the world. And you know, you get your, you, you get your song out there and then there's a remix and there's a remix of the remix and it, it becomes like a whole thing. And I feel like Bitcoin is a piece of work and people have now transformed it. It's given it to something and he's, He's saying like a true artist, right? Like someone took it, they made it their own and I'm not going to say anything about it. Uh, the the whole peer to peer, no finance. Maybe that was, that's what the white papers say. So should we stay true to that? I feel like we should because that's his creation, but it also feels like a piece of art to me. Like it's somewhat, we're taking it, we're making it our own and some people disagree. And now there's like 50 million bitcoins and i pay this guy in dogecoin and stellar moon because it's cheap (laughs) to pay dorian and stellar moon but it's uh yeah like i don't um i don't know i really don't know the answer and i feel like we just kind of have to wait and see will he show up i don't know it feels like you know i'm surprised no one has said that elon musk is satoshi nakamoto because paypal was started around the same time and it's like not a thing yet but yeah, I, re- I really don't know the answer. I'm just like everybody else. I'm just waiting. There's too many, there's so many cooks in the kitchen. Everybody's trying to grab yeah. their bread and their bag and dip out and go buy a house in Houston. Yeah, there's a lot of opinions out there. Um, yeah. Like, you know, with the whole market volatility, you know, uh, Bitcoin is public. And, uh, you know, Edward Snowden, he chimed in talking about how, you know, private crypto, um, that's really what he's looking for. Obviously, he's hugely into privacy and how Bitcoin being public, it it is uh, vulnerable to different kind of um, influences, you know, whether it's an Elon Musk tweet or, you know, a country banning uh, services related to uh, crypto. Um, and uh, Peter Schiff, um, an economist, uh, global economist, he mentioned on Twitter on May 19th, today should finally settle the debate. Bitcoin is not a safe haven, inflation hedge, or store a value asset similar to gold. It's a highly speculative digital token that stri- uh, trades with other high-risk assets. That's why it's tanking today with stocks and not rising with gold. And so, yeah, with people um, using it as an investment vehicle, you know, agree or disagree with Peter Schiff, um, people have the opinion that we have to um, invest in it. Um, I-, I don't know if you mentioned it, that uh, Biden... Uh, mentioned that it's a speculative it's not really worked out right now so you know if you have this kind of position you're going to be inclined to say hey you know we should go in and protect people because you know maybe someone is investing money they shouldn't be and they're going to be hurt and we should protect those uh you know small uh the the little guy yeah it's uh okay it's also just a generational thing because we we see stuff that's you know we're digitally native 
like our gen like millennial gen z uh, alpha generation those are like you know like like my cousin she knows how to use a freaking like ipad like a professional and like oh, yeah. she knows how to use the settings and all that stuff so i think it's just like a generational thing but yeah like the the biden administration thinks that it's unrisky and it's volatile but i just think it's the future and hopefully they'll you know turn around and see like you know this this is good it's a little bit um like there's only so much of it so you can keep track of it like bitcoin but it was was gold rising when bitcoin was dropping um i think it's been rising gold gold has gold. been rising yeah. uh over the past month really? um i'm not sure by how much but it has been rising yeah i think i think the best that he has is not financial advice um is like people now are going to be like diversifying more into crypto like instead of my idea would be like I don't know if I can do this even. It's like, you know, I don't even know where to buy gold. Where do you buy gold? Is it like buygold.com or something? <laughs> it's like, you know, instead of 10% in gold, it'd be like 5% in Bitcoin and 5% in gold. And that's it. Like that's, I would just call it a day there. I mean, and be happy with it. Where do you buy gold these days? Earlier, earlier in the year, earlier in January, it was about 1,960. And then it went down to something about like 1,689. Yeah. And right now it's around a thousand eight hundred ninety or so. So it's it's always changing. Um, and so it's not like the value will always be there. But you know when the, mm. the I, I think the the idea is that with the Fed continuously um, printing or no printing uh, money, um, it overall uh, devalues uh, your U.S. dollar. Yeah. And so you know there's also some you know inflation of prices are going up for certain things. Um, and so it's just kind of like, where do I store value? Uh, where do I, you know, prices will always fluctuate. There's no guarantee. So, you know, you have to do your research and not try and don't risk your, your, uh, your money. money that you need. Yeah. Um, especially someone else's money that they Ooh, need. Um, yeah, that's, it's, uh, that's rough. It's, it's very rough. It's new to, it's just, that's how it is, right? New markets new everything. And, who knows? Who knows? I'm very optimistic about it, but then I, I like tech and I like, I don't like that Bitcoin isn't as private. Edward has a good point, right? But I think part of the, like the development was that it was kind of public. Um, and that's kind of how you regulate, like people regulate themselves, right? In some weird way, right? Like, I think you need like 500 people to agree on like a, like to expand the block size uh of a certain like of any cryptocurrency right i think it's just bitcoin it's like 51 percent or something to like do anything or change anything and it's like randomized gotcha okay yeah so hopefully i'm explaining that right but that's kind of like that was one of the reasons why like ethereum had to split yeah yeah that's because it's like the block size was like relatively it was not capable of scaling like ethereum did and yeah so I think part of it being public is so that people can see and regulate, right? Like you can kind of, you can see how much, you know, a political individual has received from any corporation, right? Like that's public information. It just, that just kind of seems like the more digital version of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it just, to me, I don't like that it's that public, but I kind of also get the point of why, satoshi would do that so that it, there's more transparency but yeah i don't i really don't know the answer will there be like a 
everything's about blockchain and everything runs on the blockchain but but will there be like a blockchain too where it's like everything's private it has the same security i think there's smart people out there that are going to try to figure that out because it's a concern for a certain portion of the market and people and there's money there but there's yeah. A, yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff and the, the more you get into these new technologies you know like with the the split with ethereum right ethereum yeah. classic versus the eth and ethereum um the not classic um, they're not classic right they're able to update it right yeah and so that's where that split is right you know whether it's that true classic code or whether it can be updated um mm. you know 2.0 3.0 whatever versions it is um you know having that uh, ability it <laughs> kind of like you know an update uh firmware update yeah. or update for your mac or whatever you know it could could work really well could not work but you know just always making those adjustments um keeping that in uh, in your mind it's just kind of it, 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 it is a it's a sign of relief and from yeah. myself you know knowing that ethereum can always update to compete with yeah. a different type of technology so let's say a new uh, new cryptocurrency oh we can do this differently mm -hmm. it's like who's to say that the current players you know first off mm -hmm. they probably they might have the team for it you know it, there's so many things that it depends on yeah um, there's a lot of variables that are unpredictable isn't ethereum supposed to get like an update anyways like ethereum 2 is like yeah. coming out because like, i see it everywhere so yeah there's uh you want to talk about the chip shortage because i feel like this is connected right we're, we're relying on on our yeah, devices so similar there's another this it's a similar player right so there's a chip shortage a global chip shortage um if you've been trying to buy you know these uh, updated graphics cards and 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 the like you know you'll see how the prices are like I forget what the percentage like double triple quadruple <laughs> price um, so it's been really tough if you've been trying to get a, a new graphics card uh, and computers and even for um, cars um, there's been a slowdown in production which has increased the price of used cars because uh, I think it was Ford, the Ford F-150s or, you know, yeah. new cars, they do use chips and technology because they're interconnected uh -huh. or and all sorts of stuff. And so this glo global shortage, not only was it caused by COVID, but also because of the trade war uh, and, and everything. And China has been hoarding a lot of this these uh, chips, mm -hmm. which which makes me really wonder what's going on, what's going to happen with Apple, because aren't, aren't they heavily involved with um building uh, uh chips in, in, yeah. Yeah, in china so i'm wondering if that's going to affect apple product prices Ooh. or if there was a deal struck um you know when tim cook went to china it's tim apple my guy T tim apple tim my apple. Bad. please um, address him as tim apple on this podcast do not address <laughs> him as tim cook but there's a vulnerable uh, there's a vulnerable vulnerability and trade barriers so we're in the major shift uh and it's probably going to last two plus years Oh um, my goodness! No way. Yeah, and so it's what? it's so bad, and uh, there's opportunity in this right now. Yeah. So right now, it's going to be hard for the next two plus years to get uh, you know advanced technology with these new chips. And mm -hmm. I think there's there might be certain mandates um, that are forcing you know chip manufacturers to make chips for certain things in the U.S. Mm, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, I'm assuming it's for cars because uh, we use cars all the time. There's not a lot of um, you know, especially here in California, there's no subway system. What about system. the gamers? <laughs> the ga gamers the too, gamers. right? But you know, G Fuel, bro. I, I mean, it really depends. Um, uh, 
but you know intel is actually going to build new manufacturing plants in arizona mm -hmm. um in order to address a lot of this shortage and of course if you're trying to buy a ps5 um you think ps5 prices are gonna shoot up well they are you know because so there's a so it's two things right so there's a ps5 shortage because of this chip shortage yeah so first off second off there's um and i've been learning about this too like if you try to go to a concert or want to go see a show this happened mm -hmm. with the metallica concert here in the bay area uh where there's scalpers where they use bots to buy up all the tickets and then sell it on the side so mm -hmm. there's uh, scalpers so these scalpers also use the same bots to buy ps5s and mm -hmm. then they sell it on amazon and they hike up the price they oh, price geez. gouge so you know I'm wondering if there's going to be, you know, security aspects or limits um, as to how many of 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 a product or or um, a ticket that you can, you can purchase buy. because it's been happening all over the place. Yeah. Um, and these bots are like, I wouldn't say they're, I know they're Supreme bots, right? Like Supreme is like the where I hear the most that people are using bots because, you know, it has a great return of investment. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a, your the chip shortage is scary because we're we have chips in everything like anything yep. that we do it affects the the next thing that they're gonna build and i think it, it really i wonder if apple did try to do something with over there and like they, they bring it in because the m1 the m1 chip that's all they're talking about like that's all like the tech community talks about it's like the next step it's gonna be so much better but if nobody can afford it or it's like you know, there there was a moment. You know, you remember the iPhone X, right? Yeah. It went from like seven hundred dollars to like a thousand dollars. Yeah. But that's because the screen, the technology was better. And I feel like if it, like the M1 is is such an an early stage, that I feel like okay, the iPhone X made sense, right? Like everybody knows it. iPhone A was good. iPhone 10 is going to be better. But there were many generations that showed it. With the M1, it's getting great reviews, but there hasn't been that time, right? So right. they go from version one and it's like $1,500 for a Mac. Okay, that's justifiable. It's a computer. It has great battery. It has uh, great storage. It runs fast. Every like Premiere Pro runs phenomenally. But the next year, it's like, oh, the chip shortage now it's costs like $2,200. Like, I'm not going to pay for that. Like, the difference is going to be so minimal. So I think there's going to be, A, a lot of variables. But too, yeah, there's, I think you're going to see companies paying like you can only buy one and they're going to find some way to be like you, your credit card. You can't run it more than like three times. And if you do, we'll just refund you your money. It's scary. It's scary. To yeah. Me, right. Like we rely on these chips for everything. Like this, this, uh, what is it? This Scarlet. This, yeah. Yeah. This, this mic right here, this computer, like smart watches, smart watches yep. and just like to have such a huge player say like we're not gonna do this like what do we do now like what 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 what, what can america do yeah i mean that's why it's good use for intel oh know? yeah um who knows if they're getting subsidies for this yeah. um but they've also announced that they're going to make chips for not just computers mm -hmm. and so you know because i i thought when apple un unveiled their m1 chip i was like oh sorry Intel. that's a huge aspect of mm -hmm. of uh your, your company's Company. revenue and so now at this point i think it's you know going to be not immediately because they still have to build the facilities um and it's good opportunities for you know other countries who are able to uh, pump up production um or invest into chips and, and the like um but for intel i think this is going to be a big win for them 
down the line because they're going to be, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, the saviors of, you know, the American saviors. chip, you know, reliance, you know, um, you know, back on that whole uh, photo, uh, photo acoustic uh, s- scanner system, you know, they rely on chips as well. Yeah. And so all this new healthcare technology, all this new, uh, uh, you know, uh, technology, uh, artificial intelligence uh, revolution, it's all still relying on this really old technology technology really yeah. old industry windows um, 2000 man like in the doctor's office oh geez these doctors need to get like a nicer interface yeah. and like an ai assistant that writes down people's notes so we don't you know doctor handwriting is like the worst like what are you even writing man like, <laughs> so yeah it's a, uh, it's it's scary but i also think like nvidia would step up right like nvidia i think corsair corsair makes chips right i'm not exactly sure you're not yeah like i think we have a good amount of companies that are gonna be able to step up and kind of fill that void but i I think it has to do a little bit more with the mining right like going to find this material like elsewhere because don't they do like a lot of mining in in china like they have like a good amount of land and they just mine that right we're looking that up right now professional fact checker here uh by the way guys uh, just, uh, if you guys are on the foundation app, uh, if you guys could upvote me on that and, uh, you can follow us on Twitter cause, uh, Twitter, I mean, uh, Dorian finally has a Twitter. I did it. What's your Twitter? So you can find me at Dorian a Marquez. Very easy to find. It's Marquez with a Z or with an S with a Z with a Z. All right. You only- know why there's a difference between, this, between Z's and S's? No. Um, between uh, Spanish and Portuguese. So oh, really? Portuguese last names tend to have an S, uh-huh. whereas Spanish-based last names um, have a Z. Oh, really? Yep. I think Z is a better letter. Hey, well, <laughs> hey, I think you're biased there. <laughs> it is, man. Like, what, what are the coolest letters in the alphabet? <laughs> X and Z. How many words start with Z? And sometimes Y. And so, Yeah, sometimes Y. But I think X is still, like, the coolest letter. In like saying Y in a different language, like Y. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. You got to roll the Y. Yeah. Why isn't it YR? I don't You don't know? Honestly, letters, I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, so around 4 million metric tons of silicon are produced in in China. So this is 2018 from China. Yeah. Um, so What's the source? Other major producers are Russia, the U.S., and Norway. Okay, so it was the source. This is um, this is some site called <laughs> Expand US Ceramics. Oh, jeez. Okay, guys. So uh, if you guys have a better source, but we at least we produce some sort of chip, right? Like the the problem is maybe they they have more skilled workers over there that already know how to put the chip together, right? Like put the technology together, and I feel like that's going to be another barrier to entry for us. Yeah, so I'm looking at Statista.com, um, and so they're just looking at major countries uh, in silicon production from 2010 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, China vastly outproduces in terms of a thousand metric tons. They have um, five. Ooh, they're like at 5.4. Oh, geez, no way. Uh, so I think it's. See, they can't count. 50, this is why yeah, right. I'm, I'm like trying to count right here, real quick. Like over five million metric tons. Uh-huh. Russia would be at five hundred, over five hundred thousand metric tons. Brazil at over three hundred. Wow. 
1,000 metric tons. Norway at 330. And U.S. basically close to 300,000 mm. metric tons. Well, that's, that's not too bad. I, th- I think the problem is just like training people to like put the chips together, make sure they function, there's proper testing so that when the chip gets out there, there's like no problems because then there's like a there's like whole logistics when like Ben Gate happens or something, right? So, yeah, it's a, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not happy that we're going to s- see like stuff go up and it's very regular and people are scalping. It's a, it's unfortunate. I don't think it, like, I think there's going to be a good effort made by people to like change the technology and wants like maybe chips that are made in a different way. Yeah, I mean, we, we rely on it. So, you know, it, depending on how you feel about it, yeah. it might change a lot of things, you know, especially if you're a hardcore environmentalist. Yeah. You know, mining is something that does emit carbon into our atmosphere. Um, and, you know, we're building a plant here in Arizona through Intel. And so, you know, it's going to have to happen because we rely on it uh, for the future of technology. And so how can we do this efficiently, environmentally uh, friendly and all sorts of things? Um I just know that, you know, it's it's going to definitely be a, a, a big shift. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that business friendly states are probably going to win out um, in terms of contracts. Um, mm, and, like you know, Texas, 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 Florida, Florida, Arizona, Reno. Reno's kind of empty. Reno yeah. Reno's <laughs> like super empty. Yeah. It's a, I think we'll we'll step up and we'll figure out a way. And there's like a lot of just intelligent people that are going to be able to or we just re- renegotiate something yeah um, you know or we re- co- uh we're all living on the same planet you know we gotta yeah. try to figure out how to make it and uh, regulate cryptocurrencies and stuff i guess yeah yeah okay guys so did you have anything else uh no go ahead and uh f- follow us on uh social media yeah and- uh, we like to hear, you know, any, what your thoughts are on you know, how you like the podcast, any other topics that you think would be great to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, there's a voicemail uh, part to this. If you're on listening on like podcast and uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, there should be a link below the description, like at the very top where you can send in your voicemail through Anchor. I have not gotten one single voicemail, but uh, if you have like any questions or any articles, feel free to tweet at us or uh, leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm. You can search that up on the app store. And yeah, that's it for right now. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully we'll all still be here. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning here. At the end of the day, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Asmi Hongos, and I'll catch you in the next one.